The word says we're called to make disciples. We're growing in the word of God. Jesus Christ was sent to be our saviour. This is the Bromley Town Church Podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message, blessing you as you live out God's word. Stream or download other sermon podcasts via the Bromley Town Church website or by using the SoundCloud app. Head over to bromleytownchurch.com. Um, we come into this second, uh, second uh, service, uh, actually, about this being BTC. That's our title, that's our subject for the next few weeks, being BTC. And being BTC is looking at the church. And, uh, well, hang on, not just us. The church is those who are following Jesus Christ worldwide. And we're part of that worldwide movement of God. And we want to remember that. So when we're talking about the church, it's all about that. It's about the world and about what God wants to do with his people right around the world. But also, part of what we're looking at is who we are, that small part of the church in this place, and what we are seeking to become and what we're seeking to do, that is what uh, we're about. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we bless you. We thank you that you are in control. We thank you, Lord, and we worship you for who you are. We delight, oh God, that you desire to do good things among your people. We delight, oh God, that you are in control. We delight and we declare in the name of Jesus that you, Lord, want to do good things amongst us this morning. So, Father, we open our hearts to you, and we say, Holy Spirit, come and have your way in our midst. Come and have your way in our hearts. Open our hearts up to you. Cause our eyes to gaze upon the majesty that belongs to you. May the heavens themselves be open so that the glory and presence of you, O God, may come among your people. Father, we are thanking you for your Holy Spirit. We declare that when he comes. He comes to bring us the conviction of our sin, Father, and to the knowledge of your glory. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that that's what you do. So, Holy Spirit, move amongst us this morning and have your way, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. And we're now back to talking about the church. Not only the church worldwide, but the church in this place, who we are, because we're part of this worldwide movement, but also who we are. We're a small section of it, and we know one another, and we're standing with one another, and we're encouraging one another. That's who we are. But also, who are we, and who do we want to become? Because we want to move on. We want to make sure that we, as individual Christians, are fulfilling the mission and the purpose that God has for our lives, but more than that, the mission that he has for the church. Remember the scripture that we looked at, Ephesians 3, verses 10 and 11. His intent, this is God's intent, was that now, through the church... That's all of us. The manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus. The thing that's on God's heart, the thing that he wants to show is that he wants to show to the demonic powers, this invisible realm, this spiritual realm, he wants to show to them what is happening with his creation. Because you see, the demonic powers came through Satan and they brought God's creation, humans, into bondage of sin. And so God wants to show what he is able to do. That he's able to take people out of darkness and cause them to live with the light of his glory to bring a change right the way around the world. He wants to make a public display. He wants our lives to shine out for him. That's what he wants. 
So we come to church and things like that, but it's like, oh, we come and sing some songs. No, no, no. We come to help one another, to be strengthened, but to have that glory, that light being strengthened in each one of us. Last time I, remember, uh, I mentioned the Greek word, which is what the New Testament uh, uses for church, ecclesia. It's probably a word you'll remember. It's one of the only Greek words that I know. But anyway, we won't worry about that. And it means this. Ecclesia means a gathering, but not just a gathering. So it's like, oh, we gather together. It's not just a gathering. It's a gathering of those who have been called out, called out of the world, called out of the ways of sin, called out of that old life. Called out of those ways. It's not just a gathering. It's a gathering of people who've been called out. That is who the church is. Now, we might have people who haven't yet found that they've been called out amongst us. Great, we want you to find Jesus. We want you to find the way out of sin. We want you to find the way out of corruption. Because there's joy, there's peace, there's wonderful, abundant life that's going to be found when we follow Jesus doesn't mean that there's perfection of life. It doesn't mean that we don't go through trials. It means that we have this knowledge that he is with me wherever I go. He is for me. He is the lifter of my head. He is the lover of my soul. He is my strength and he is my shield. We have that knowledge with us as Christians, which is not something that we've experienced when we were just in the world. When we were just in the world, we were going about our own things. We were going about our own ideas. We were going about our own ways. And we didn't have the peace that we can only find in him, only to be found in Jesus Christ. The Ecclesia Church is those who, a gathering of those who have been called out of the world. But you know, last time we looked at the fact that sin had come into the world and there are problems with sin. And we face these problems and we're seeking to overcome these problems. Us here in the church, the church worldwide, is seeking to overcome them too. Problems like this. Corrupted thinking. The thing that sin brings to us is it, it, it messes up our operating system, if you like. It messes it up. It's like a virus that comes into us. And so rather than thinking God's ways, we can start to get corrupt. No, 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 this is the right way. And so that's why we need the Word of God to help us to see what is the right way, to help us to know we need to have a measure that we can come up against. We have corrupted thinking that we're fighting against. We have the idea of independent living. We want to live our lives our way. Thank you very much. I want to do my own thing. I want to live my own way. This affects our lives today. It affects my life today. It's a problem I am dealing with as much as you are dealing with it. Independent living from God. We were never created to be independent. We were created to be dependent upon him and to live for his purposes. That's how we were made. That's how it was in the beginning. That is what God wants. He wants a people around the world who are not living independently as they are out there, but are living dependently upon him. God, what would you have me do? How would you want me to behave? How do you want me to live for you? That's what he's looking for. Seeking to come out of independence into dependence. And of course... We know that because of sin, we face God's judgment. Even us who have become forgiven because of the blood of Jesus, because of the death of Jesus, then we still have to stand one day before God's throne to give an account of the things that we have done. Every person will give an account of what they have done. Sin causes all of these problems. Now we know, and hear me clearly, sin, the power of sin, 
Sin itself was defeated by the cross. That's why there's a mighty victory. That's why Jesus declared on the cross, it is finished. As he gave up his life, he's declaring, it is finished. I have overcome the sin. And sin, our sin can be forgiven and is forgiven. Just as we've been remembering through communion, our sin is forgiven. But, hang on, what are you, you're not adding to what Jesus has done. No, I'm not adding at all. I'm just telling us what our part to play is. Our part to play is to seek for his power to come into our lives to make sure that that change is happening. You see, he's told us to go and love others. Go and love your neighbor as yourself. Come and love me with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your soul, with all of your thinking. Come and love me like that. How are we going to do that? The cross has made the way because it's broken sin. We now have to make sure it happens. So you've got to let him in. Are you letting him in? Are you allowing him into your life? We've got to let him in so that he can do his work. Otherwise, you know what? We carry on living our lives like this. I've been forgiven. Right, now what is it I wanted to do? You see, he's asking me, I have been forgiven. What is it you would like me to do? It's only a small difference, but it makes a massive change to the way that we live our lives. God, how do you want me to live? The next door neighbor who's just annoyed you. How does God want you to live? Forgive him. Bless him. The work colleagues that are causing you problems, those that have just taken the promotion that was rightfully yours, and you know that they've done it in an unjust and horrid way, what are you to do about it? Forgive them and pray for them. But you don't understand how this makes me feel. You're right, I don't understand. Not me. I can imagine how it makes you feel. But now we're not measuring ourselves up to what I think. Not measuring ourselves up to what you think. We're measuring ourselves up to what God says. There's a, there's a different standard that we're keeping to. There's a different standard that we're keeping to. We're keeping to this standard. This is the standard that God has called us to. So he's saying, like, this is how you're supposed to live. Not just how you thought it was a good idea. Or I got a general idea when I was at Sunday school that, oh, when we pray, we put our hands together. That's it. We're sorted. No, we're not. How are you going to live in the power of God if you haven't said, God, please, will you come in? Please, will you come and help me? And it's not just, please, will you come and help me generally? Look, I've got an idea. A bit of a loose end today. God, come and help me. A bit of a loose end. Don't know quite what to do. No, no, no. We live in, say, like, God, what are your purposes? You've asked me to live according to your word. What are the things that God's bringing your way? Because he knows everything about your life. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows what you're facing right now. He knows what you're going to face tomorrow. Even you don't. Some of the things you do, some of the things you don't. But he's going to send things to you and he's going to have you, okay, you need to deal with this. But he's asking you to deal with it his way. His way. And his way of dealing with things is to obey his word. And if we could do that, because he asks us to do things that are really beyond ourselves, he asks us to love the unlovely, doesn't he? Not love the lovely, that's easy. Love the unlovely. He asks us to give up those seemingly, I don't know how you, those, those sins, that habitual sins that keep coming up every now and again. You know, like, I've, I've, got, I've prayed about it, God's dealt with that, and then three months later it's come back up again. You know those sorts of things. He's asked us to give those up. He's asked us 
to surrender them, to stop doing those sins. And he's asked us to forgive. But you know what? He's asked us to forgive. And sometimes we have to forgive what the world, the rest of the world, would say, well, that's unforgivable. No, no, no. It's not unforgivable. It's only forgivable in him. He's asked us to live like that. And there's many other examples that we could go into. But God has called us to that place where we've got to do things that are seemingly way beyond ourselves. And often what can happen for us is we can say, it's too far for me to go, so therefore I'm just going to go as far as I can. That's not what God's asking. He's asking you to go where he's asking you to get to. He's asking you to go all the way. With forgiveness, it's not just like, oh, I had to go. He's asking you to go the whole way. Forgive, forgive, forgive. And keep moving on forgiveness until in your heart you know you have forgiven. Because now there's a completely different change of attitude towards the person who at first hurt you. That is where you've got to get to. You've got to get all the way. How do we get all the way? Well, we can't do it, but we can with his power. And this is what the cross has done. The cross has dealt with our sin. But the cross has also released his power. But if we do not take hold of his power, we're going to try to work out our lives forgiven of our sin, but trying to do the rest of it in our strength. You can't do it. You can't do it. You were never designed to do it because you were designed to live dependently upon him. That's the truth. Now, in one sense, as I say that, that's not new news to you, but it's actually quite difficult for us to live like that. Because it takes us now to a new level. Now we've got to learn to humble ourselves. Now we've got to learn to let things go. Now we've got to say like, no, I can't just leave it like that. I need to forgive that person. I need to release that person. I need to change my attitude. I need to stop speaking and start listening. I'm I'm learning that one. It's a process. These things don't happen overnight. But nevertheless... The answers, the way to get the answers is by stopping and saying, Lord, I can't do this. But I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You see, the cross released us from our sins. The cross empowers us to live life for him. That's what it does. That's what the cross is all about. And so being church is learning about these things together. Being church is coming together and doing all these things. And that brings us to our first point, which obviously we'll move on to next week. We'll look at more of that next week. Just for this week, I want you to remember this. When we celebrate communion, we're celebrating the fact that Jesus forgave our sins. But he didn't just die on a cross. He rose again now that rising again is key for us because he's saying I have the victory I have the victory what we have to learn to do is to say Jesus you have the victory please will you bring it into my life because I find in my life I'm being overcome I'm being overwhelmed And you see, what we might find so difficult, so frustrating, so familiar in one sense, because we're all, oh, this is always happening to me. Listen, it doesn't always have to happen to you. He rose from the dead 
with power and authority over every name that can be named. But he is the one who releases that power. The Holy Spirit releases that power in our lives. But we have to be connected to him. When I say connected, well, I am connected, I'm saved. You know, no, 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 listen to me a second. Connected to him is like, I'm going to him to ask for his help. It's not the pride that comes like I see in my life. Oh, I think I can do this. I can manage this. Don't, don't worry about it. I, I can manage this. You know how we are so often like that. It's not that pride. I've got to lay that pride down. I say, listen, I can't do this. I need to know your power. So please, send your power, Lord, and help me. Let me surrender. Let me open my life. Let me admit where I'm really at. But let me receive your anointing that I may live for you and for your purposes. Father, we just ask of you, Lord, please, please, Lord, let your truth come into our hearts. Let the understanding of what you have accomplished for us fully come to our hearts, Lord. Help us to see we don't just need a ticket of salvation. We need a life surrendered to you that we may know your power available to us to help us to live lives the way that you want us to live. So please come to us, Lord. Please come to strengthen us. Lord, I pray for every person here. I pray for myself, Lord. I need you. We need you, Lord. Please come with your wisdom and your revelation. Lord, we can only receive what you give. So please, will you give to us revelation, wisdom and understanding of yourself that we may live lives that honor you. Live lives, Lord, that, that take hold of what you have got, that power, that authority that you've got over sin and death. And let us bring that into our lives that we may see you rule and reign in us and through us. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Bromley Town Church. You are always welcome to visit us on a Sunday morning or join us again for more messages here online. You can also stay connected with us at www.bromleytownchurch.com.